Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. Our hope is you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of everything you hear. For more great resources like this, go to trptampa.com. As a church, are in this series called Wholeness. Say wholeness. Last week we started it, and it was, it was really good. I just got to tell you, it was really good. I thought it was good. Anyway, I taught it, and I thought it was good. You know, when you're listening back to it and you have to take notes that weren't in your notes, that means the Lord is speaking. That's at least how I work. So we've been in this series called Wholeness, and last week we talked about what wholeness, what salvation really means. It means that Jesus has come to make us whole. It isn't just a ticket to get to heaven. It's not just fire insurance. It's wholeness now. Say now. It's wholeness for your everyday. It's so that you can live a life from a place of wholeness. It's so that you can display the love of God through your own person. It's not waiting for Jesus to come back and fix everything. It's rising up and shining and being the light of the world that he said we are called to be. Amen? So salvation, sozo, saved, means more than getting to heaven. It means made right. It means rescued, made whole. Isn't that good news? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? I mean, he did it. And so today, we're going to talk about what walking in the wholeness looks like. If you uh, weren't here last week, you can go back and watch that uh, on our YouTube channel. We have all of our sermons on um, our website, trptampa.com. But let me just say this to set it up for you. Are you ready? You ready? Everybody ready? I know there's, there's movement. There's people finding chairs. It's good. We're good. We're ready. Here we are. Walking in wholeness requires fighting the right battles. Say the right battles. Believers are often fighting wars God already won. Believers are often praying prayers God already answered. And there's a major need in the church to receive revelation so that we can actually walk out our wholeness. Okay, revelation is just simply an unveiling. It means to lift off the veil. It means you can actually see straight, okay? It means to be able to see, okay? And so when I say we need revelation, it means we need to see our salvation story properly. We need to see even our pain properly, even our non-Christ-likeness properly. Amen? Because walking in wholeness requires fighting the right battles. Say the right battles. Say the right battles. Say the right battles. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I heard you say it. So if we don't do that, if we fight battles God's already won, it'll rob us of our opportunity to express his wholeness. Here's why. You're too tired to do it when you're fighting the wrong battles. Shadow boxing with the enemy, dealing with things that God already dealt with, carrying burdens that he already carried will wear you out to the point of not being able to actually walk out the wholeness he's given you. Are you with me? Yes. Okay, good. We're going to jump into Romans chapter 8. This is a very important and popular passage, and I love it. This is one of my favorite uh, passages of Scripture, and you've probably heard some of it. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. We're going to read through 11. This is the English Standard Version. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Come on, that's good news, right? Amen. Now, whenever you hear the word therefore in Scripture, you should ask, what is it there for? Wherefore, therefore. If there's a therefore, you should ask, why is it there? Why is it there? And this is referring to the second half of Romans chapter 5, all of Romans 6, and all of Romans 7. And it gives, it gives credence to all of that context. And it's important because the second half of Romans 5 says that the last Adam Christ undid what the first Adam did. Okay? You know that I, I refuse to live more affected by the fallen Adam than the risen Adam. 
I refuse to elevate the fall of Adam above the risen Christ in my thinking or my actions or my expectation. I just refuse it. I think that's silly. <laughs> I think it's silly. I think that uh, it is finished. The question is, what is it? That's what we're talking about today. So when that's the second half of Romans 5. Romans 6 says you've been set free from sin. You're dead to sin. No longer enslaved to sin. Sin will have no dominion over you. You're now a slave of righteousness. Okay, that's Romans 6. Romans 7 says trying to be right by the law is futile. Trying to be right by doing right is silliness. It never works out. Have you tried? You tried to be right with God by doing right things. Did it work out? No, it never will because you can't. That's the point. That's the point of Romans 7. And then at the end of Romans 7, it says, who will deliver me from this body of death? This is the Apostle Paul. He's not asking a question he doesn't know the answer to. Okay, let me just clue you in. It's a rhetorical question setting up this verse. Who will deliver me? And he says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Come on, I'm legalistic about my freedom. Don't be so legalistic. I'm legalistic. Yeah, any lack of freedom is illegal in my life. Any amount of you being bound is illegal. It's illegal. I even say sickness is illegal in the body of Christ. It's illegal. It's an intruder, and it must be promptly kicked out by the gospel. The spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Now, sin is used as a noun, a person, place, or thing. You got to understand that sin is not just something you do. It's an entity that wants to control you. Okay, it's not just something you do. Yes, sin as a verb means to miss the mark, absolutely. But sin is used 33 times out of 38 times, 33 out of 38 times as a noun in Romans 6, 7, and 8. A person, place, or thing. Okay, so 33 times it's a person, place, or thing. And then five times it's a verb, something you do. And yet we give so much thought and credence to the action, the action of sin, and we just totally ignore the fact that there's an entity, a spirit called sin. Yeah, and I think that's also silly, <laughs> okay? It says, he was sent in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. Condemned means death sentence. God, the son gave sin a death sentence. You understand? In order that, say in order that. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, say those Set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit say those. Set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now listen very closely. Verse 9. You, however, are not in the flesh. I know. We read the Bible. It messes with all our theology. I get it. I get it. <laughs> the Bible constantly challenges my theology. Okay? You, however, are not in the flesh. I know you're wearing a, 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 you know, a suit of skin. I know that. I'm not unaware. I know you. Some of you are looking at me confused. Just hang on. Let's say that's true. Let's just start from there. That that's a true statement. Can we say that? Was this written by the Holy Ghost via the, pan, the hand of Paul or not? 
Yes? Okay. So God says you're not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, are you the temple of the Most High? Are you the temple of the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit in you? Will he ever leave you or forsake you? Okay, he's not going nowhere. <laughs> so it says, clear line, you are not in the flesh if the Holy Spirit is living in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Clear line in the sand here. But, listen, if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Have you ever you noticed? Has anyone ever noticed? Christians can be real meanie faces. Has anyone ever seen a, a meanie faced Christian? <laughs> Have you ever been a meanie faced Christian? <laughs> like in the last 24 hours? <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> right? So there's this, this tension here because a Christian can be saved and go into heaven and live like H-E double hockey sticks all the way there. It's possible, right? Yeah? Okay, well, the question is why? I'll tell you why. I'm glad you asked that question. Because wholeness requires fighting the right battles. There are three really important words here. Two of them Greek, one of them English, okay? In Romans 8, 9 through 11... We're going to revisit that, those few verses in just a second. But there are three words. There's sarx. Say sarx. You're going to learn some Greek today. Sarx, soma, and then this one is English, spirit. But it's an S, and I grew up Baptist, so i got to have three the same. I don't know. It's just a thing. <laughs> it's just a thing. All right? It's actually pneuma, but it starts with a P. Doesn't jive with my whatever. So sarx, soma, and spirit, super important. Okay? Sarx is where it says, you, however, verse 9, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. That's the word sarks. You are not in the sarks, sarkinos. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of God, Christ, sorry, does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body, that's the word soma, okay? Let's go ahead and put Romans 8, 9 through 11 up there again. Although the body is dead, the soma is dead. Different words. Say different word. All right? That's not a typo. This is intentional. All right? Holy Ghost wrote the book, right? Right? It's not a mistake, all right? Although the soma is dead because it's in the spirit's life because of righteousness. If the spirit, verse 11, of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal soma, your soma, through his spirit who dwells in you. The church has been taught to wage war against your sarks, but the spirit is waging war for your soma. Wholeness requires what? fighting the right battles. Let's break it down. Verse 9, you are not in the flesh. Sarks is the word for sin nature. That first word, flesh, that word is carnal nature, sin nature, sarkinos, okay? And if you're on Facebook or in the room and that's not, you know, fitting your, you know, paradigm, that's okay. I've been wrong once. Maybe you have been wrong once. I don't know. It's just possible. Um, let's look at some other references to this same word, all right? Colossians 2, 9 through 12 says, For in him, Christ, the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sarks, flesh. 
cutting away. All right? Did Jesus miss the spot? I don't think so. All right? Putting off the body of the sarks by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So when you were baptized, that sinful nature died. Okay? Dead. Gone. Cut away. As in circumcision. Everybody knows what circumcision is? Need I explain it? Okay, you know what the church is doing? The church is shouting at foreskins. It looks really dumb, all right? I'm just telling you. I know, you can't handle me. It's okay. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you've heard it before. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, help me, new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What old? The old creation, the old creature, the old man, the sarks, gone. I know, it's going to get better. Colossians 3, 9 through 10. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Only new things get renewed in the kingdom of God. God has no interest in renewing your old man. None. It's a futile effort. Come on, somebody. (laughs) If God isn't working on it, neither should you be. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying. 1 Corinthians 6, 11, it says, and such were some of you. And he lists, just before this, he lists a whole bunch of nasty, sinful behavior, okay? People engaging in awful stuff. And he says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Sanctified means made holy, set apart for holy use. It already happened. And finally, Galatians 5.24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I went to English class. That's in the past tense. Have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. One reason we don't walk in wholeness is because we're fighting against the flesh that Jesus already defeated. One reason you're not walking in wholeness might be because you're fighting a battle that he's already won. And you don't actually have the energy to carry the wholeness that's in your heart. Say the right battles. There is a battle, but it's not against, guess what? Flesh and blood. Guess what that word is? Sark, sarkinos. Our war is not against a sin nature. Our war is not against the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, sarkinos, are not fleshly. <laughs> new weapons and a new war. That's what I'm telling you. This is good news. And... The body is dead because of sin. Now, I got a lot of good friends who preach Romans 8, verse 9 all day long. They preach that message, what I just gave you, a boiled-down version. They preach that all the time. And then they forget the next verse. They don't, they don't keep reading. I just really care about the whole counsel of Scripture, all right, because it will help you. <laughs> it will help you if you read the whole thing, all right? By the way, just stop. Don't stop at the chapter heading either. Like, keep going until the Holy Ghost says stop, all right? Just keep reading. Just I know there's a little heading there, but just keep reading. Just, just connect the dots, okay? That'll help you. Just Pastor Caleb trying to help here, trying to help, okay? So it says in verse 10, though the body is dead. Say, is dead. Because of sin. That's the word soma. The soma is dead. That's the word for physical body. It can be used as the body of the church. It's from the root word sozo 
Anyone remember that one? Soma comes from the word sozo. So here's my nuanced translation, all right? This is just my nuanced translation. If you think that's like heresy, pastors do this all the time. They just don't tell you they're doing it, okay? Let me translate this for you, all right? That verse means, although the wholeness of your physical person has been damaged, the spirit of life is going to make it right again. Although the wholeness of your physical person has been damaged, the spirit of life is going to make it right again. Why? Because the spirit is life because of righteousness. Sin kills. Sin kills. Sin kills. I'm not preaching easy on sin. Sin is a death sentence. Sin against your neighbor kills them and it kills you. It's not good. Run from that mess. Hard and fast. But here's the reality of our situation. We are no longer in the nature of sin. Here's what I'm telling you. It's no longer natural for you to sin. That's why you hate it if you do. Come on, some of y'all knew how to sin real good without any regret before Jesus. Let me just say it. Anybody got some BC days? Anybody, anybody got some stories where it didn't even hit your heart to hurt people? And now it does. Now it, it just don't, it, no worky anymore. All of a sudden, you're wrecked with grief. All of a sudden, you have a major guilt problem. All of a sudden, you, you weep and you cry and things like that. Why? Oh, because it's a, no longer a natural substance. It's no longer natural. It's no longer your nature. Can you do it? Yes. Is it natural? No. So the sin nature, the flesh, is gone. But sin damage can remain and probably does. Are you following me? You need to fight the right battles. I see the church trying to de defeat the flesh. It's straight silly. Silly. What we need to do is partner with the spirit to bring life to our soma, our bodies. They've proven that anxiety literally damages your physical brain. They've proven that you can carry even in your body cellular damage from your parents. Hello? You ever had, like, when people, you'll go to the doctor and they ask you, uh, is this in your family, right? You know why? Because they can pass down damage through genetics. Though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. The problem is we're fighting the wrong battles. We're assigning our identity to the damage. We're not saying I have damage. We say I am damage. We're not saying I have a mess. We're saying I am a mess. Not saying I sinned, we're saying I am sinful. Wrong battle. <laughs> Verse 11 the spirit that raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal body. The deal is, we all have past wounds. We all have lies that we're, we're changing the way we think, right? Be renewed by the transforming of your flesh, right? No, that's not what it says. Be renewed by the transforming of your carnal nature. What? No, be renewed by the transforming of your mind, right? Be transformed in the spirit of your mind, Paul said. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let, let me help you. Change the way you think about your situation. You're no longer in the flesh. You might be acting a fool, but you are not one. This is the gospel I'm preaching today. It's just the flat-out gospel. Jesus saved you. Jesus saved you from you. He also saved me from you. 
<laughs> I love it. Here's the reality. If you heard nothing I've said so far, let me, just, let me just throw this into your heart, and you deal with it. The Spirit is not waging a war against your flesh. It's waging a war for your body. The Spirit's not waging against your flesh. It's waging for your body. And if you are waging a war against your flesh, you are not fighting the battle that the Holy Spirit is fighting. I know. I know. I don't care who they are, what their name is, what their teachings are, how much it costs. It's still not the truth. You are not in the flesh if the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Although the body is dead because of sin. Meaning, you've got stuff to deal with. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> anointing does not subvert process. <laughs> Just because you got the Holy Ghost doesn't mean you don't got a holy mess. All right, come on, somebody. Walking around making damage, you know, hurting people's feelings and all that stuff. You can't just ignore it because you're saved and you're no longer in the flesh. Hello? We got to deal with the messes we make. We got to deal with the unforgiveness towards ourselves. We got to deal with the damage that we've caused in us. I mean, sin's been done to you. If you've lived in the, on the earth more than five minutes, sin's been, damage has been done to you, right? It's not just sin by you, it's sin towards you. Come on, this place is being redeemed. It's still a fallen place that we're redeeming, present tense, right? So living in a fallen world means that there's, there is sin done to us, all right? And that hurts, and that needs to be healed just as much as we, the sin done by us. Are you following me? So just to tie a bow on this, and I'm going to welcome up the worship team. Past tense, say past tense. You are not in the flesh. Amen? Anyone want to agree? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Is that what the Bible says? I have endeavored to show you this. I have about 10 more examples if you want them. We can talk after. Caleb at trptampa.com. Facebook, Caleb at trptampa.com. Just go ahead. Email me, please. I love this conversation. You are not in the flesh. Past tense. Present tense. The body is dead because of sin. We can't be spiritually ignorant and turn a blind eye to the damage we're carrying. Because we have new hearts, but they carry old heartache. We have new hearts made new in Christ, but they carry old heartbreak. And the beauty of that is Jesus gave you the weapon. He gave you the new heart to fight and heal the old heartache. He didn't leave you with an old broken heart to deal with the heartbrokenness. He gave you a whole heart to deal with the heartbreak. These things are spiritual that I'm saying to you. The body is dead because of sin. Future tense, the Spirit will bring life to your mortal body. That's the plan of the Holy Spirit today, is to bring life to your mortal body. And walking in wholeness starts with looking at what has been stolen and asking the Spirit to bring healing. Walking in wholeness starts with looking at what has been stolen from you and asking the Holy Spirit to bring healing. But if we're, not, if we're not actually seeing it as something stolen from us, if we're just looking at ourselves as the problem, we're our own worst enemy right? We assign that damage to our identity, and it never gets healed. Why do you think somebody gets saved, goes to church for 50 years, and still is a crabby, meanie face? A lot of kids in the room right now trying to, yeah. right? I have people in this room right now who have helped me get healing, and it had nothing to do with my flesh. It had to do with the sin damage I was carrying in my mortal body. 
This is a very important distinction because walking in wholeness requires fighting the what? The right battles. Some of you are exhausted because you try to be spiritually right and you're fighting the wrong battle. I hope this just lifts that burden off of you and you can say, Holy Spirit, what has been stolen from me? Would you bring healing to that place? Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. Our hope is you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of everything you hear. For more great resources like this, go to trptampa.com.